back with me. Come back to Woodbury. We need you. We all need you. At your home now. Your people. Your town. You can't just leave them all behind. Please, Andy. Come home. Shoot yourself. We are back. We're Howdy. back. We missed a week, and uh, we're going to get into why we missed that week. Yeah. But before we do, I remembered that last week's episode was the episode where Rick and the governor met, and I wanted to show you, Haley, something, mm-hmm. but for some reason I completely forgot. So what we're going to do is we're going to fade out the, the theme music. And we're going to get into the thing I wanted to show you. I don't know if you've seen it or not. It's uh, good old bad lip reading. And it's the... Can you turn my headset down a little bit? Down a little bit? Because I, yeah. I actually turned it down three notches from where it's normally at already. 
I don't know. Why why are my ears like You're hiding? you're really sensitive. Well, today you got your second COVID shot, so yeah. maybe you're just your your body's reacting very sensitively. Yeah, I mean because uh, I have like a little baby headache right now. Yeah. All right. Well, you tell me when. Tell me when. Tell me when. Yeah, tell- that's good. Cool, 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 cool. This is the episode where we're just going to repeat everything three times. This is the episode <laughs> where we're going to repeat everything three times. This is the episode where we're going to repeat everything three times. So I wanted to show you <laughs> this thing. It's called uh, Bad Lip Reading. It's the walking and talking dead. And it's specifically the moment where Rick and the governor meet for the first time. It's a classic moment. And uh, hopefully you enjoy it. Check it out. Let's get to it. We're on Broadway. I once knew a kid, his tongue fell off in his sleep. La bibbidi-bibbidum, what? La bibbidi-bibbidum. This is a violet. No, it isn't. Well, it could be a flower. The other night, there was this movie that was all about gardens called Bloody Shrimp. You got a problem. Uh, yeah. I just found out that we missed Halloween. I always wanted a Wookiee, yeah. and I found out they weren't real. Thanks for nothing, George Lucas. La-bibbidi-bibbidi-bibbidi-bibbidi-bibbidi-bibbidi-bibbidi-bibbidi-bibbidi-bibbidi-bibbidi-bibbidi-bibbidi-bibbidi-bibbidi-bibbidi-bib
Yeah. It's not a comfort show. Yeah, that's a definitely like you have to be in the mood for it kind of a show. Yeah, like I feel I, like I could always put on Full House. I, like I would think your all-time favorite show, one of the qualifications should be something that makes you feel up when you're down. I yeah. would think. I I don't know. That's just how I I justify do it. my favorite show in like yes, like partially what you said, you know, the way it makes you feel and, you know, your connection to it, but how I associate that is like your connection to a show is like the memories you have associated with it that too for sure and i definitely like a lot of very close to heart memories that i have like can be surrounded to full house yeah for sure and but like that's the other weird thing so if we're doing that i have more memories to the walking dead because i've gone to conventions yeah i've met multiple people from the show more than i have i've only met or seen Two people from Full House. Mm. John, um, John, I wish John Stamos. Bob Sagan and Dave Coulier. Um, we're getting a little sidetracked here. The, the, the point is, is we saw him two days prior to his passing. Yeah. And it was the it's it's the weirdest thing if you do something like that. And obviously you can't predict it, but if that ever happens to you, it's a weird thing because we went from seeing a man who was 65 on stage killing it. Feeling like he's 26. Feeling like he's 26 as he posted his last Instagram and social media posts, you know. He's just he's just slaying it on stage. People are are pissing themselves. I mean, I, like he got a standing ovation from us. Something cuz uh something cuz we made a vlog of that day and something I'm going to include in the beginning of that vlog is um the way that the stage was constructed was we were pretty much front and center, yeah. but it was a very elevated stage to right. where Bob Saget was like almost Looking over us. Yeah, like he was probably eight or nine feet above us, yeah. including his height. Right. So at the very front, you had to kind of lift your head back and there was no headrests. Mm-hmm. So I remember in the beginning, my like my neck was already getting sore from the kind of up, like looking up position and keeping mm-hmm. my head looking up with no support. The power of Bob Saget is, I would say halfway through that, I completely forgot about that neck pain and i was just invested in seeing him on stage yeah he took away a pain i was feeling and that's something that he would talk about you know comedy is healing comedy is is essential in all times but especially the time we're living in considering himself a fourth responder Uh, yeah he was talking about first and second responders he's a fourth responder as a comedian and because he has to release the serotonin in people to make them feel better yeah, because you go home after seeing a show and you're positive. And that was the whole point of it. Like, this was his I don't do negative tour. And so to go from that, right, this this energetic, the whole room is on his side and, and we're all enjoying it. It's a two-hour show. And, and then two days later, hearing, not even, not even two days later, hearing that he passed away in his hotel room. Yeah. In Orlando. Is it it, it was it's the it's the most shocking celebrity death I've ever experienced in my lifetime. And there's been a few, but this is the one that's hit the hardest to me. And I feel like it's because of that. I feel like it's because of who he was. You know, yeah. I feel it's because of the way he went. He didn't. You know, one of the like one of the most powerful celebrity deaths. If you were to poll people, I think they would say it's Robin Williams. And. His is extremely sad, but it's a different kind of sad. He committed suicide. Yeah. Bob didn't. Bob had no desire to die. Right. He was like rejuvenated. He wanted to keep going. He wanted to keep, you know, doing what he was doing and and he was on the road and he had all these dates lined up and then he just goes to sleep and that's it. To me, on a level of sadness, that's more sad because at Arguably. Yeah. At, at least Robin had some kind of pre-planned thing in his head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know? unbeknownst to us. But... Unbeknownst to us, but he knew what he was going to do. Right. He had a plan. Bob had a plan that did not include death. Yeah. And he didn't get to say goodbye. Yeah. You know? If Robin wanted to, he could have said goodbye. And I don't know the, the details surrounding whether he left notes or anything. I don't know anything about that. But he had the opportunity. Bob did not. And I think it's sad not to cut you off, but I think it's sad because, you know, it's him saying like, all right, to his wife and kids, like, 
all right, love you, showtime. And then it's his wife going. Or like even like before he left to come to Florida because we were like his first stop of 22. He'd be like, all right, honey, I'll see you when I get back. All right, bye, love you. And then. That's it. Yeah. Like you don't, like you don't know your husband's not coming back. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's just so sad. It's beyond sad, and um, we're uh, we're going to be uh, putting together our vlog of that day. We have a YouTube channel, fans of something, and we were wanting to vlog that day. We were at Universal, and we wanted to, you know, highlight Bob and everything. And uh, towards the end of the show, we weren't supposed to, but the show was over, so I figured it was okay. I pulled out my camera. And I turned it on and I caught a few minutes of him. You know, I think I caught one of his last songs because he kept like he he just he this was the beauty of Bob. He would say, all right, like you would get the hint that the show was over and then he would keep going because yeah. he, he encores himself because 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 he didn't want to stop. He wanted to just because like he was feeding off of us. Yeah. And he was like a parasite in the best way. <laughs> And so I, you know, that, so I caught a song, but then I caught him saying goodbye and, um, and that's, and I, you and I haven't looked at that footage. Um, we've wanted to let some time pass. Um, it's almost a week tomorrow will be a week. So it's, it's, uh, it's crazy, but we do have that footage. It's going to be included as was intended. Uh, side story, not 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 to go on side tangents. Uh, TMZ contacted me and they wanted me to sell the footage to them, and um, I very respectfully blocked them <laughs> and declined said offer because that to me is exploitation, and that's not the point of that footage that I caught. That the point of that footage was to just celebrate Bob and uh, not to have a price on it. Right. So. Um, that's that, and uh, it's it's just insanely weird to live in a world without Danny Tanner, aka Bob Saget. But um, if hopefully you guys didn't mind that 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 thing, because we have to uh, catch you guys up on what's going on and why we're a week late recording this podcast, and then it's just you know time gets away from us and and whatnot. So, but right. we're here, uh, and. Uh, we're going to get back on track here, but uh, just wanted to let everyone know that Bob is going to be sorely missed by Haley and I and by a lot, a lot, a lot of people in the world. And uh, we love you, Bob. So that's that. Uh, to make things a little happier talking, uh, we do have our, our YouTube channel, Fans of Something, and uh, we're pretty frequently posting videos on there. So if yeah. we're not, if we're like, if we're missing a week here on the podcast, more than likely you're going to be able to see us over on the YouTube channel. Just can't get enough of us. So that's kind of like even better because here you just get to hear our voices over there. You get to hear and see our faces. Crazy. Hear our faces. Works. You you get to hear our faces. And see our voices. Yeah. It's, it, it's great. I know uh, CC Cola is uh, one of our, our frequenters over at fans of mm-hmm. something. So shout out to CC. Um, so definitely go over there, check it out. Uh, if you're into that kind of stuff and what else, what else, anything else or no, no? not that Alrighty. I already, well this week we are going to Georgia. So yeah. we will be in Georgia this week that had to get pushed back cause of COVID related stuff, but we're back on track baby. So this week we are heading into the, to the old peach state. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be really cool. Uh, all right. Now, without further <laughs> ado, we are talking about The Walking Dead, Season 3, Episode 14, called Prey. P-R-E-Y, not Prey. Prey, like P-R-A-Y. Yeah, no, 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 no. Prey, P-R-E-Y. This is directed by Stefan Schwartz, written by Glenn Mazzara, the showrunner of Season 3, and, and Evan Riley, a returning favorite. And it aired on March 17th, 2013 on Rotten Tomatoes on the old RT based on 17 reviews. It has a 65%. I would have knocked it down a little lower. A little lower? A little lower. Ooh, you didn't like this episode. I would put it at a 59. Ooh, that's still rotten. No, because 60 is what? 60 is fresh, uh, 59 is rotten. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, Let's see, our, our, our boy Tom Fitzgerald agrees with you. He gave it a rotten... Uh, review he wrote then again why you creators think a story set in the zombie apocalypse needs stretching out at all is probably why we get so frustrated with you so he from the sounds of that he thought probably thought this was a filler episode oh absolutely 
Um, I don't think it's a filler episode. I know it's a filler episode. But then on the other hand, Kevin Fitzpatrick, uh, he gave it a positive review. Prey delivered one of the most unique and exciting episodes of the season. Uh, what? So it's a mixed Piss bag. It's, it's it's a mixed bag, apparently, to uh, to a lot of people here. Um, effectively, arguably, one of the most tense hours of The Walking Dead what to date. The hell? Yeah, I mean, it is. It is. Um, what? It, it, for me, it's uh, yeah. I would say it's it's definitely filler to a degree. To a degree. To a degree. Piss um, off. To a degree, because you know, at the end, we do get some, you know. Uh, you know, it, 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 the, the word the word filler is interesting because what actually does that mean? Like, do you not want to see filler? the filler? Do you not want to see the struggle of a character that you actually care about? This is a struggle that she's dealing with right filler, now. Filler, I define as if it can be condensed and have the show remain the same in terms of intensity and like effectiveness. It's filler, but that, but 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 see, this is the thing. This gives us one of the most tense. Some would say that The Walking Dead season three is kind of lacking a little bit in tenseness, and this is actually one of the most tense. No, I like you can so cut out like obviously like I think we're both talking about the same thing in the whole latter half, the whole second act of the episode being you know chasing down Andrea, yeah. the prey, yeah, yeah. But I so feel like you can take out, like, when she's, like, running, like, initially, like, in the woods, you could take that out. When she's in the field, you could take that out. You can, like, maybe, like, just leave in, you know, maybe three quarters of when she's in that warehouse or whatever, and then when she gets caught. And that, all in itself, is probably, like, five minutes. <laughs> the And... The whole thing is probably like, and mind you, the episode is 40 some minutes long. It really all of it that, and that probably takes up about a good half of the episode, okay? Mm-hmm. When it could be reduced to 10 minutes at best, maybe five, okay? Yeah, you have a point. You, you do have a point. Because at some, at some point, okay, like when you go from being on the edge of your seat to all right is anything gonna happen like it it loses its luster it so loses its luster at some point because the thing with intensity the thing with being like on the edge of your seat is that you have to follow through you have to what nothing keep talking you have to you know deliver and you know you could be a dick tease you know to kind of give the audience a it is, it is, it is, oh, he's not. But too much of that, you're going to blue balls, okay? So you just have to, it just takes too long to follow through. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like, I understand that point, but for me, uh, still season three, I'm going to let you know when it happens, I did, but I don't think it happens in the season. Season three still so far has not given me an episode that I hate. Uh, this is one of, uh, this is one of my favorites and it's mostly because of the latter half. Um, uh, yeah, like it's, that's, you cannot compare this one to, uh, don't say clear. Yeah. No, of course you can't clear it. Clear is almost in a league of its own. It shouldn't even be in the season. That's how good it is. Uh, like that could be a short film and it would be amazing, but, but pray is great because, I would say that this is the first episode in a long time, maybe of all season three at least, that actually is like horrific. It, it's so horror yes. vibes. Yes, it's it's. I think the scariest that the that the governor ever gets. I don't, like I don't think the governor ever gets scarier than this. And, Arguably, and he is he, he he's just next level terror when like, when he's walking around with the shovel and breaking windows and doing his whistling and oh it's just great it's so good um so i think it's it's one of i like i agree with kevin fitzpatrick i think uh was the name uh of like it's not tom fitzgerald yeah it's kevin fitzpatrick um that it's it's one of the most tense of the entire of the entire season so for me it works wonders but for you sounds like it doesn't but out of that do you have a favorite scene or moment uh i 
I don't know why, but I tend to always just give it to the beginnings and the ends. I don't know why I do that. It just so happens to be that way. But my favorite moment was starting when you can kind of see, like, you think Andrea made it. Yeah, yeah. But, like, not quite. Like, a little after. Like, when you see, like, this moment that you can't see, but I'm pointing to yeah, Edward yeah. over here. When you could see, like a like, a half second of Andrea falling to the ground. And I so love that... Rick just kind of looks at it, and he's probably thinking, huh, not going to let my delusions get to me this time. Mm, and, fuck you, deceased wife. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, huh, anyways. I, I so love like how, because normally, you know, had it been a couple episodes ago, he would have dashed and ran out to go see Lori or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, you know, I'm okay. Yeah, here yeah. he shrugs it off. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see nothing. I, and I so love that. Like, I think it's kind of funny. And I, and also it's like finally the moment that we've been waiting for. Huh? What was that? Huh? Maybe. anyways but it it can my moment continues like stopping there but jumping to the very end because you know when the governor gets andrea you're just kind of like all right you got her tag you're it now yeah. what and i don't know what i thought was gonna happen initially like you know when i first saw this like was he just gonna sit down and like put her in time out or <laughs> like well, kind of. He kind of did that. But, you know, like give her a stern talking to or, you know. But no, he puts her in the fucking rig that he has for Michonne that you see him kind of fidgeting with in the yeah. beginning. Yeah. <laughs> so it sort of like alludes to it. Yeah. And it's like, God, like that shocking. Yeah. That shock. Like of all the places I expected Andrea to be, I maybe like locked up somewhere, maybe, you know, mm -hmm. uh shackled to a chair, I don't know. But not in the fucking rig. Holy hell. Yep. That that's why I agree with your horror vibe. It's like, whoa, that's shock. Yeah, that's that's jigsaw. Oh yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think like that if anything, if anything, that's what makes the whole episode worth it is seeing the, what, you know, what it, the build up, what it's all building up to. Okay. It's just an incredibly long dick tease. Yes. So for you at the end, even though you saw her in the chair, by the time you got to her, your balls were blue. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's unfortunate. So my favorite scene or... <laughs> you like my uh, analogy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, my favorite scene or moment is uh, the whole scene in the, I guess it's a warehouse. I don't it's, know what the yeah, fuck they're in there. But specifically in that favorite scene or moment, it's going to be, uh, and I remember when it happened and we just started playing it at the beginning of the episode, but we'll let it play out here and we'll talk over it because it's a one shot. It's one shot and it's the governor's theme and you feel like, oh fuck, she's fucked. Like he's going to come up to her and I love how the camera is just slowly going down to keep you know to keep the action going oh it's tense man it's tense yeah, it's very artistic like aesthetically pleasing and then oh it's down over there god it's so good it's so good it's too good. It's like, uh, why is it this good? I like, I don't know. It, it to, to me, it's it's why the governor is my all time favorite Walking Dead villain. It's just he's terrifying. Yeah, he. This is like Freddy Krueger shit in the <laughs> boiler room. Yeah, this is what this yeah. is. <laughs> this is what this is right here. So that's it for me. Like that's yeah. and I like I always think like in horror movies or like in a scene like this. The person who's like hiding, like whatever the reaction is, is genuine. 
like their fear. Yeah, yeah. Because I know if I was sitting there, like oh, yeah. acting or not, it's like, oh yeah, where is he in relation to me right now? Oh yeah. And you know, David Morrissey's probably eating it up and oh, absolutely, you know, taking his sweet ass time. Yeah. It's not it's like uh, this shit is not acting. I don't like this shit is like. Yeah. He like there's no there's no need to act right here. This is just Lori Holden. Andrea is petrified of me. I'm gonna fuck with her right now. Yeah, because I I'd be like. Well, honestly, if like I was David Morrissey, I would in like an outtake, I'd go boo. Oh and, yeah, there, there probably something happened like that, or probably tap the shovel on top of the thing yeah, one uh, time, you yeah. know, really hard. <laughs> yeah, I I would be like terrified just because you know, especially in that sort of setting. Like even though I've been acting with you for a couple months, years, I don't know. It's like, uh, yeah. uh, if you were to do that to me, like we were playing hide and seek or some shit. Well, that's what well, I that. that random this is why I, I never liked hide and go see that shit freaked me out as a kid <laughs> that shit's scary yeah where where are you in relation to me right now i don't know yeah uh oh shit well what did we watch recently where it's like where are you i'm gonna find you oh oh it's so stupid it's that a uh, dumb epic movie uh, uh, where they parody Willy Wonka. Uh, and uh, like I think one of the characters gets away from him, and like she's in a room that leads into the Chronicles of yeah, Narnia. And in yeah. the background, you hear uh, Crispin Glover as Willy Wonka. Hey, I'm gonna find you. God, that's, is that's it, terrifying. Is it a scary movie? No, no, no. It, uh, trust me, it's an epic movie that I'm thinking about. Oh. You were probably asleep at this no, point. No, because I know what you're saying. I remember. It's just so creepy when you hear people like, I'm going to find you. Yeah, ew. Ready oh. or not, here I come. Fuck you. Gross. Get away from me. Gross. Uh, so yeah, so this shit is terrifying. Uh, on the on the flip side, I, and I have a feeling you can give me a few here, give me one of your least favorite moments. I'll give you moments. two. Okay. <laughs> because, well, y- well uh, okay, I'll give you one aside because I kind of already did mention... My least favorite parts being the dick tease of chasing Andrea and nothing happening. And, but my second is kind of a conglomerate of a few moments. I just, God, I, well, you know, I was going to say, I just can't stand Sasha and Tyrese. Well, that's what I, do you remember when I said that they really come into their own in season four? Yeah. Because, season three is a weird season for them. Yeah, I genuinely, genuinely, every time they appear, I don't remember. Like in the, in episodes, I don't remember their place. Like I have no fucking clue. It's like I'm watching them for the first time all over again. Yeah, because it's really season four is where it's like, oh, yeah. that's that's Tyrese and that's Sasha. Yeah, love them. Yeah. Like they're some of my favorites. I have a pop of Sasha. Like, but this whole season, they're just kind of yeah. annoying. They're really finding their footing. Yeah, but my least favorite scene, if I were to pinpoint where it's at its worst, is the beef that Tyrese and the white guy have. <laughs> and that leads to nothing. Yeah. That leads to nothing. Yeah. You get the dick tease of, oh, is he finally going to push him in the fucking pit? No. Yeah. It's character it, development. But For, for Tyrese. I, I get, Yeah. Yeah, I know that, but I'm saying like placed in this episode where you're already having the, is he gonna, is he gonna? No. Yeah. It, it <sighs> granted it fits the theme, but God, and I just can't stand the two white guys. Yeah, the the, the father and the son. Yeah. It, 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 it's a weird thing because it's like, apparently this guy is jealous that Tyrese saved his wife, which is weird because it's like, he saved your wife. Yeah. Be like. Suck his dick or something. Yeah, right. Why are you getting upset that you he saved your what he he's upset because his wife like he he's my knight in shining armor and he's like <sighs> I, I I could be that and then yeah. Tyrese is like well be it man yeah <laughs> yeah I just plus she's dead now so who and cares I, I don't even really care about the beef either it's just like yeah if anything I would just want to see some action well if anything you're like martinez right where it's like at the end of it it's like all right have we uh have we had our little fight now all right let's take <laughs> take yeah, them even, back i don't even quite know why they're there because you because when they say you know when the governor confronts tyrese and sasha saying like you let her go yeah you think like oh they're taking in martinez has a job for you and you think gosh oh, shit they're dead but you know and he kind of like alludes to it almost where it's like, get in. I said get in. And you think, all right, they're going to the walker pit. They're going to be pushed in the walker pit. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens. It just doesn't, 
doesn't make sense. Oh, well, we're not there yet. I know. Uh, so that's your least favorite right there. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I would have to, like, I'm, I'm probably going to piggyback here because if anything is filler in this episode, it is this whole beef thing that goes on. Yeah. Like, uh, we don't know them long enough to care. It's, it's, that's the filler stuff of the episode. And, uh, I'll admit that. And I think that's going to be mine as well. The little, the little fight. Although I do like, uh, the, like the physicality of Tyrese when he like, when the guy lunges at him and Tyrese like picks him up, yeah, like grabs him by the ass Beef or something. Cake. He like picks him up, like slams him into the ground, body slams him. Like, you know, that, that, that's pretty cool. But uh, other than that, it's like, yeah, what's going on here? Yeah. Uh, aren't there better things to do? Yeah. But uh, moving on, MVP. Who do you got? Mm. No one. Mm. All right, I'll take this one, Milton. Yeah, uh, if anything, I was going to say that. Milton, I oh. think, is the obvious MVP yeah. uh, because, spoiler, he's the one that set the, the, the pit on fire. Yeah. And, and finally, Milton has has kind of let his uh, cover your ears, little ones, pussiness go. <laughs> uh, he's not a... Well, he is still a pussy, but he's he's finally seen the true side of the governor. Yeah, he's not letting himself be the bitch anymore. Yeah, like he's like, all right, like right, I'm still the bitch. But I'm not going to be the bitch, yeah. if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. In the governor's eyes, I'm still the bitch. But in my eyes, I know I'm not the bitch because I just took shit into my own hands. And uh, PSA, don't ever put shit into your own hands. Ew. See, like that's Bob Saget humor. Hmm. I love you, Bob. Uh, MVP, Milton. Yeah. You too? Yeah, because I was going to say that because, you know, like I was going to segue into like that... That moment when he sets the walker pit on fire would be my fist bump moment. Okay, interesting. Because um, I think it's it's like a turning, like char- it's character development, mm-hmm, and yeah. I think like it's it finally it kind of brings a war to the like it's uh sort of like it, it ignites something within ignites. Woodbury. Yeah, literally. Ignites. Yeah, <laughs> within um, Woodbury. Yes, I would agree. To, uh, the the one thing I can think of that doesn't make sense in this episode, and I understand why they do it. Um, it's like it's an artistic thing, but at the end of the episode, uh, the camera is like going through, I guess, the governor's one of his like trap places. I'm like, I don't even know where we are right now. We're somewhere in Woodbury. The governor has this like kind of hidden place for the thing with Michonne, and the camera's going in to reveal who's in the chair, <gasps> Andrea. And it doesn't make a goddamn bit of sense because the camera pans and like I would have had the door open, but granted that would have killed the reveal, but the door opens magically. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> like it's a, but it's sort of forgivable for, forgivable because it's an artistic kind of thing. Yeah. I understand what's happening here. I understand that there is actually no character opening the door. Yeah. It's 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 literally just a reveal. It's an artistic reveal. Yeah. But it also doesn't make sense because the door just magically opens. <laughs> that's the one thing I can think of. That's that that's the only thing I can think of that doesn't make sense in the episode. Do you got anything else? Uh well, before you moved it, uh just the whole thing like I get it's dark. I understand that. Mhm. But you're telling me that you get oh God, where where was it? Are you talking about all the walkers that are hidden in that yeah, place? Yeah, where do they come from? Where do they go? Well they're just um, they're they're just chilling there. Um I'm saying like of all the places you get all right, all right. Okay, so he's like a pretty tall guy. Uh-huh. The governor. Yeah, yeah. And you get, you know, oh so close to her, and you're telling me you can't see the top of her head. No. Plus, he has one eye. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. All right. Okay. I can forgive that. But also, what the hell are the walkers doing chilling in the stairs? Yeah, they're just chilling in the stairs. They're just chilling in the stairs. I do have to tell you, though, on the, the very first time I watched it, I never understood how, like how, like what Andrea did to get out of uh, of that predicament. Like I never understood where she went. She went behind the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when, like uh, upon subsequent rewatchings. 
I understood what happened. But the first time I watched it, it's so quick. She opens the door. Yeah, the fact. And that- then like, where does she, and like well, right there, I was like, because we're watching it, people. Yeah. I was like, where did she go? What the hell just happened? And then of course I like on rewatch I go oh she opens the door inwardly and yeah. hides behind the door yeah okay now I understand what's going on here yeah um eh. yeah it's uh it's yeah I don't know I don't know I don't know also oh also the um you mentioned how it's like the biggest air vent in the world yeah oh my how god does how does he not I, see them how could I forget to mention that look at that That's air the vent biggest fucking air vent ever. <laughs> Oh my god, like they are standing up. Yeah, look at look at that. They are standing up in the air vent with space <laughs> above their heads. Yeah, what at, the hell kind uh, of air vent is that? Or is it an air vent? I don't know. Or is it like in a in a large shade? What the fuck do you mean? No, <laughs> like it's, you see how those shades are there? Like are, no, are they it, enlarged? Cuz where is the, uh, that's not a window. That is so not a window. No. That is the biggest air vent in the world. Yeah. And light is shining directly in. Tell me my guy doesn't see that. Fuck his one eye. Look up, man. Fuck his one eye. <laughs> like, oh my God. That yeah. is... He's still looking down. Yeah. He's, oh my God. He's looking at his tape recorder. No, that is... Look at... Look at that. What the hell? <laughs> it's 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 definitely pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not even like a different room. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, and like know. she's standing right there, clear as day, in the middle of the air vent. Not that it doesn't make sense; it's just incredibly frustrating that she is about to take him out. Oh yeah, and then our MVP, who he might be yeah. demoted right now, That's makes her why I say him. makes her stop from yeah. killing him. And you know his reasoning in the next scene is: so what? You kill the governor, Martinez takes over; they're still going to attack. Do you not like that reasoning? Like that's I, the writers going. Eh, we wanted to tease you, but now here's our reason for teasing you. I just don't even think that's necessarily true. Yeah. Well, uh, to us, I because well, good point. I feel like because the audience realizes. Remember that moment with Daryl? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Martinez is sort of just like in this because, because he has he nothing has else. Yeah, yeah, he has nothing else, and this is like he clearly has a leader. You take that leader out, I feel like Martinez would just kind of be like, "All right, bye." Uh, yeah, let's just go about life. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's good stuff to speculate on. Um, also, how does he fashion? Like, like I like I love the ingenuity, ingenuity of these people. It's like I couldn't even come up with that. Like his Barag. little, like the opening part of the episode. If anyone wants to know what we're talking about, where the governor is like, that re- looks like some BDSM. Shit. Yeah, like reenacting his Fifty Shades of Grey yeah. moment here, where Literally. he's holding on to the chains and like orgasming yeah it's like i couldn't even come up with that kind because he clearly came up with this like this was not here right like i'm not even that smart to do that so that doesn't make sense to me but that's kind of just nitpicking good moment though i like how the camera zooms in and you get the intense music and yeah he's look at him he's like fucking coming yeah good Uh, lord he's smiling and everything god help him look at him his eyes are rolled back his eye is Uh. rolled back (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, other than that, I think that's pretty much all that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, well, how does he? Because remember, he gets attacked by the walkers and then she leaves. He catches up to her pretty goddamn well, quickly. Also, something that doesn't make. Yeah. But in terms of him catching up to her when she's in the field mm-hmm. and she. How the fuck? He got one eye. He don't got no depth perception. He yeah. That's with that's that's definitely something that's like eh, all right that's a bit of a stretch but the fact okay. that he finds her anywhere is just kind of and a like sh- right at that moment like ugh sometimes conveniences are just a little too convenient for me yeah and like this is one of them where it's like she's right there Rick is a Rick is literally looking over at her and then he pops out it's like oh <clears throat> excuse Great. me hopefully I didn't blow anyone's ears out now for the fun part what's your fist pump moment I said my fist pump moment say it again. When Milton said the walker... Spoiler. (laughs) Just kidding. The retrospective podcast. Yeah, the retrospective. We're spoiling everything. Glenn is killed by Negan in season seven. That's crazy. That's so crazy. Rick leaves in season nine. That's crazy. That's all I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's wild. Yeah. Um, What do you got? When he sets the walker pit on fire. That's cool to you? Yeah, because it's like... 
all right, he's showing some fucking initiative. And his little snarky comment where it's like, yeah, I wonder who did that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like I said, it starts something within Woodbury. Because now it's like, well, before it was, you know, the governor against the prison. Now it's like, all right, we're starting to turn on the governor now. Yep, yep. The The people rise. Yeah, your your threads are coming undone, Mr. Philip. Mm-hmm. My fist pump moment is a little moment, but it's because I love it shows the the brilliance of the governor. It's when he's talking to uh, Philip, Philip, it's when, it's when he's talking to Sasha and Tyrese about, you know, why they let Andrea go. Yeah. This is also right after, I believe, Martinez says that the pits were set on fire. So now the governor has to figure out... Governor's pissed. ...who did that, right? And it's I love the way he does it. He doesn't just go right up to them and say, why'd you set the pits on fire? Because, I mean, even if you caught... like like Even if they did it, right, and you were to come at them like that, that's like, oh, shit, he's pissed. Like, let's lie, right? Yeah. What he does is so genius because one of two things is going to happen. If they did it and he asks what he's about to ask, which you'll hear, they're going to tell him because it's a very calm and casual thing. Or Because he knows not everybody has gasoline. Yes, or he's going to ask, where did you get the gasoline? And they're going to do what they did because they didn't do it. They're going to go, huh? what do you mean? And so he's going to get an answer either way. It's, it's brilliant versus going, why the fuck did you set the pits on fire? You're, yeah. you're going to get retaliation. You're going to get, oh, it's so good. So just like, let's quickly let this play. I shoot my mouth off sometimes, but the truth is we want to stay. I saw red. Won't happen again. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Where did you get the gasoline? Come again? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Oh, it's so yeah. good. It's yeah. such a small moment, but it's like, oh, yes. Like, oh, God, you're such a great villain. Mm-hmm. Fuck. So that's my fist bump moment. Um, and believe it or not, everybody, that's prey. That is pray. Let us pray. <laughs> um, so, oh, and uh, I feel like one because uh, we didn't, we haven't been doing this because uh, we wanted to let some some stuff build up. But I wanted to let you guys uh, know what's going on on uh, the Spotify in terms of our Q and A's because mm-hmm. we like to we like to post our Q and A's, and these are exclusive to Spotify. So if you want to participate in these. You have to get the app. You can't even have it on the web browser. It's specifically on the Spotify mobile app. You go to our podcast, right? So you click on our podcast, and then you click on the episode, and then at the very bottom of the episode is going to be the Q&A, whatever question we're asking. Click it, and you can leave a reply. We'll see it, and we'll most likely pin it, uh, assuming it's not like racist or sexist or something with an ist. Yeah. So that's what we've been doing. And we've uh, been, you know, getting some responses to some Q and A's. So I feel like it'd be, you know, a good idea to to share some of those, if uh, my cellular service wants to work right now. No. See, I I haven't. What is this? And uh, it's a Samsung Galaxy. But you S- should be on Wi Fi. Yeah, it's a Samsung Galaxy S seven, and I think they're up to like twenty. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, what is that? Thirteen behind. That's too many. Yeah. Obviously, I'm a little sarcastic there. I don't know what they're actually up to. But it's like, see, like the like the app just doesn't want to. That's on you. Doesn't want to work. No, nothing on your phone wants to work ever. It, uh, you know, it is amazing that, that I still have this phone and it actually still works. I low key want you to break it just so you have to get a new one. You're low key. Funny. From Marvel. Funny. You I... said I low key. Ugh. Bob Saget. I'm sorry. Uh, this is the like stuff he Marvel. would do. But I don't like Marvel. This is the stuff you would do. I'm going to close the app. I'm going to redo it. So if that ever happens to you guys, close your app. Turn it off and turn it back on again. Turn it off. Turn it back on. That always solves it. Look at See, it solved it. So now what you do is you go to uh, Don't Dead Open Inside on Spotify. And then at the bottom of any episode. So let's see. I think we've gotten responses to... I'm going to start at home and see if we have any pinned responses. 
not on that one. I think it's on the next one. I ain't a Judas. I there uh is that it? Nope. One more clear with our special guest Boyd. There we go. Boyd. On uh, Clear's episode, I wrote, was there something else that surpassed Morgan's reveal for you as a fist pump moment? Our trusty friend Cece Cola wrote, no, I don't think so. I don't think anything was better than Morgan returning. True. So true. Well, I mean, that's, I'm pretty sure that was my fist pump moment. Yeah. I, think, I think that was all of our fist pump moments, that, that episode with Boyd. Yeah. Uh, then on uh, Arrow on the Doorpost, I think that's, yeah, this was last week's episode. I wrote for the Q&A, Peace Treaty, War. Which is the path you'd take? What is, war. What is it good for? Zombie Fan 1 wrote war. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Zombie Fan 1 is just straight to the point. CC Cola is a little more... Uh, In depth. A little bit, yeah. I don't think I would trust the governor to even keep the peace, so I would take my chances with war. War. What, what is, is it, it good, good for? for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again, y'all. <laughs> um, and I think that's. Uh, I think that's the... The Q and A is right there. So thank you guys for you know obviously getting in touch with us and uh, uh, share the podcast, let it grow. Uh, we do have a link on our YouTube page, so hopefully more years get a get onto the podcast. Mm-hmm. But um, we really appreciate you guys listening to us uh, each and every week, and uh, hopefully you guys are taking care of yourself. You know it's a it's a crazy time out there. It's who knows we might be approaching an apocalypse uh, someday <laughs> soon here. So uh you know stock up on food and uh maybe take a couple classes of uh gun training right might be helpful uh buy some eye patches in case you lose your eye i don't know (laughs) i don't know what's going on but uh that's us that's our time here on the podcast i can be found at eddie greens 101 where can you be found at pony s 916 ponies 916 and uh, obviously, we're on YouTube at youtube.com slash fans of something. So do all that stuff. Click the links, share, spread the spread the news of Dodoy like a virus. And uh, yeah, until we talk to you guys next time, make sure that you bring, bring your, your own, own pants. pants. God, that was loud. <laughs> I have like, an ingrown toenail. You have an ingrown toenail? Yeah. <laughs>